the Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Judge Jerry Springer! They're not going to be able to do that, though, in the, uh, in the courtroom. Hey, you can make that happen. I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then I'll be hitting the gavel. Quiet in the courtroom. Hey, uh, yes. it's pretty cool tonight. We're, we, when we started this podcast, we call it Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery. Yes. And uh, tunes uh, is always roots music. Yes. So that's folk, bluegrass, yeah. blues. But tonight... And this really came from you, Maria, and we appreciate this. I came into Folk School Coffee Parlor one afternoon. You and I hang out. We're normal people. Jerry, <laughs> no, no, he's up in the air what's, somewhere. What's hanging out? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I came in one afternoon, and Maria's talking to a guy. She, Maria's uh, uh, on that day a barista here because she also teaches here. And <laughs> she like said, hey, Gene, come on over. Uh, I'd like you to meet uh, Zach, Zach Wyckoff. Yeah. And I met him, and she says he's a comic. And Maria says, why don't we do a comic some night? Oh, I'm yeah. Like, That's brilliant. Great idea. So, right, because so we do music all the time. I know. Yeah. So we're changing up tonight, and in the music element, we will close out with our song. Yeah. And, and we'll maybe pull Maria into that. But Zach's going to do a set. He's going to do so a set of comedy. So Zach Wyckoff. <laughs> Let's hear Whoa! It. By the way, no. Well, I can. It, while he's telling jokes, I'll be humming in the background, so we get a little, we get yeah, a little music. There you go. Yeah. So he has uh, won a comedy awards. He's, he's, you know, he's good at this. He's a professional, and he's yes. done. He was. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. I think he got an award as the funniest person in Cincinnati. What was I out of town? But <laughs> <laughs> boom. Hey. So, and then he uh, went to Columbus and got the same award there and performs a lot of places around. I'm looking school. forward. Looking forward yes. to that. That's and great. then Jerry, we're going to ask Jerry to talk about, uh, to some controversial comment by House uh, Speaker. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, who said that uh, impeachment, no, it'll divide the country and plus Donald Trump's not worth it. And so we're going to ask you to kind of pick that apart. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I'd like to do a public service announcement. Yeah, just maybe, <laughs> let me just say this. What's the name of our show? Tales, Tales, Tunes, Tunes and Tom Fuller. Well, speaking of tales, you had, you had a colonoscopy. Well, look. The, <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Once again. Boom, boom. <laughs> hey. Zach, how's he uh, doing? <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, Zach? How am I doing, Zach? <laughs> yeah, write these hey, down. Hey, yeah. hey uh, yes. Now, this is not a joke. No, uh, Katie did. Couric, Katie Couric's husband, yeah, that is died yeah. of colon cancer. Yes. And now, uh, somebody was telling me the other day, the medical community is recommending people 40 and over to have a periodic colonoscopy, right. a procedure. Okay. And I'm 47, so I thought, geez, it's been seven years. <laughs> I need to do this. So I did it. So, um, and by the way, uh, n not a big deal. It's not, it's just not a big deal, but... While I was ready to go in for the procedure in this uh, place, it's hospital-like, the <laughs> nurse comes in taking vitals and then asks a bunch of questions. And if you've ever been arrested, 
Well, Why are you looking? No, no, let's leave. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. No. Let's get away from that. Let's get yeah. away from that. Let me no, rephrase that. <laughs> for, any, for anyone who's ever been arrested, <laughs> yeah. they read you your rights, and the cops have memorized it. And they say, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's memorized, and they, you can just see it. I've seen it a number of times. But <laughs> so this nurse is doing that, and she's, you know, taking blood pressure, this and that, and she starts these questions. Have you, uh, are you allergic to anesthesia? No. Have you been taking aspirin lately? No, 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 no. And then in the middle of the question, she says, <laughs> are you being abused at home? That's the question she asked me. Are you being abused at home? Now, I guess she's there. They asked that for... You haven't been... It's not always at home. <laughs> so... <laughs> now, my wife brought me to this procedure, and she's out in the waiting room. And I yeah. said... Excuse, first of all, I said, what did you just ask me? And she looked at me, and she, I'm looking up. What did you just ask me? And she says, are you being abused at home? And I Wait. said... Well, you have to define that. <laughs> you have to define that because I get bitched at a lot at home. Yeah. I, but, but what? Why would they ask that? I don't know why they asked me that. Before going Maybe in. do they just ask me that? Yeah. Or they ask everybody that? Do they ask, I'm mean, looking at our huge studio audience, that is asked. And I guess it is Thousands. a deal of... of uh, Look, I'm 47 years old, but I look older. Let's tell the truth. I look older than that. So maybe yeah. it's like they think that senior citizens in their senior care placements or in their homes, that maybe it has to do with uh, oh. professional caregivers. <laughs> you said, so you they thought you were in a home? I, I don't oh, know. Gene. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm going to stop making fun of the way you look. I know. <laughs> Oh, man. You remember when... Yeah, I remember when I had the colonoscopy. No, we, well, and, you, and you should have them periodically. Oh, it's not the first one. Tell the done. whole story. If there is no were, whole story. Yeah, we were doing... That's when we were doing, we were doing talk show radio. on talk radio in Air America. Yeah. And it happened to be... I was not going to be there that morning because I was having a, my colonoscopy. You yeah. thought this is great radio. Great radio. <laughs> So Gene went into the next room pretending he's a reporter on the scene. On the and, scene. <laughs> and you reported that you're on the scene. I, I'm here with Jerry Springer. They're, the doctors, they're ready to go in. And you went in with a... Yeah, I, it's worse. I actually reported from inside the colon. And, yeah. and noting, noting the things that they were finding, you know, like a gym yeah. shoe and I don't know, a bunch of stuff. We had, we had air, we had uh, oh, I don't sound know. effects. It was actually very yeah, funny. It was, it was, it was a great fit. Yeah, you guys, so who's our writer? Your concern for me was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this our colonoscopy episode? This is it. <laughs> and um, we're done with Our it. demographics are <laughs> yeah, skew yeah. high. Well, no. <laughs> no, and that is yeah, why. this is not. <laughs> Boy, those teenagers, they're loving this. <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> no, and that's why I referenced the fact that, that it is a 40, a 40 and uh, yeah. over. Hey, um, I know that you were doing... Uh, Judge Jerry is going to go into production pretty soon, mm -hmm. right? Right, right. And you start airing in September, though. And you're yeah. beginning to ramp up the steps to get yep. this done, including you're doing some interviews and things for the bailiffs. Yeah, right. They, well, you're interviewing the bailiffs for the job. For the job, they NBC right. has given me 
one of five people. Okay, that may I ask a question? Am I on the list of Yeah, wait a second. <laughs> may no, I just ask that? No, but you are on the list for defendants. You are. You are. They're looking that, for That's defense. why he's doing Judge Jerry and yeah. I'm sitting here, you know. Yeah. You are, you're, oh, yeah. you're right there. <laughs> no, now you've also been doing some media interviews, mm. haven't you? So, uh, yes. in fact, tomorrow, well, as we record this on Tuesday, the 12th of March, I believe it's Wednesday, the 13th, you're on Pickler and... Oh, yeah, and Ben. Yeah. Uh, they, re they record out of um, Nashville. Okay. And I was there last week. That was fun. It was, it, it was a fun interview. They're, they're, not, they're good people. She's the country singer. Yeah. You know, Kelly Pickler, and, um, and Ben's a comedian. Yeah. I, of course, was the funniest one on the show, but um, yeah. no, no. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm now doing interviews, talking about it, et cetera. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm real hopeful that it's been picked up in 96% of the country. Yeah. Wow. Which, I think it's going to be a uh, so, quick success. I really crossed, do. Yeah. All right. Because I think, I think you're going to. You're gonna, I think those of you on the payroll should pray that I do very well. Well, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. We, you if you're doing well, we're doing okay. Yes, yeah, you know? Wait a second. Yeah. What payroll? Not, yeah. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah what payroll is he talking about? Yeah. Okay. I give you a tip. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, because I'm volunteering at the Kentucky State Reformatory. Yeah. By you're the way, doing so serious I, work. So I don't, and I don't ask for pay mm. because. Uh, which is why you live as you do. As I do. <laughs> They're not paying you to do Judge Jerry, are they? No, I, I volunteer. Okay, well, that's what I thought. <laughs> they give me a robe. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, have you ever seen, and it was just on last week a lot of times, do you watch PBS at all? Do you, Maria, yeah. watch PBS? Um, so, I used to a little bit, yeah. yeah. It's got some pretty good, you know, public television yeah. on in all states and they run a show nationally in all of the states. I saw it on KET, Kentucky Educational Television, but it's also on CET, WCET, yeah. which is Cincinnati. And they run uh, a number of shows that are popular, that, and then in the middle of those shows, they'll get people to donate. They right. do the hustle. Sure. And so there are lots of shows from doo-wop shows. It might be skewed, frankly, oh, yeah. a little older. They've got some folky oh, kind of it. shows. Yeah, and I there's some it. really they good had stuff. King Cole on the other Yeah, yeah. Last night. Some really yeah. cool stuff. And there is a show called uh, Alone in the Wilderness, and it's very popular. It might be one of their most popular ones. And it's about a guy who goes to Alaska and builds a cabin and had a 16-millimeter camera with him and a tripod. And he often set it up on a tripod in film, not video, yeah. but filmed himself with natural sound as he built this cabin literally with his bare hands and hand tools, mm -hmm. no power, no, no chainsaw, all hand tools uh, wow. that would typically be used in the 17, 1800s to build a cabin right. in the middle of Alaska. Yep. And the craftsmanship that you see as he does it is sort of like the first reality TV show. And in a way, it's kind of boring as hell because he's just showing the steps of building this cabin. But on the other hand, the setting is so spectacular. Yeah. And seeing his craftsmanship is amazing. And I've been to Alaska a bunch of times backpacking. It's kind of been my thing. Been up there probably 12 different summers. And I'm backpacking once in Alaska on what's called a fly-in. You only get to Lake Clark National Park is the place. 
by bush plane because there are no roads to get there. We can't get there any other way. So we're there, and we backpack from one lake to another, and we spend a week doing it, and we get to the end, and the bush plane is going to pick us up on the other side of this lake. And a ranger from a ranger cabin came over in a boat, took us to the other side, and where the plane could pick us up because the bank was better. And as I'm riding over, he says, uh, hey, Dick Prenicky's cabin's right up there. And I said, who's Dick Prenicky? Hmm. And he says, he's that guy on PBS that, that you see building this cabin. I said, I've seen that show like 10 times. He says, it's like up at Upper Twin Lake. We're yeah. on Lower. So it drops down a little bit. I couldn't see it. So I went back the next summer and backpacked again in nearer to his cabin, and then I became a volunteer and spent six summers in that park right. working on cabins and working in a bear viewing area. And so I have been and stayed in a little cabin right behind his. So I'm watching it the other night, and I felt so blessed that I have seen wow. everything that he's talking about. That's cool. And every bit of film that I'm looking at I have seen myself in these backpacking ventures. Oh, but the, the cabin's beautiful, but it doesn't get cable. There is uh, no cable. <laughs> I thought you were no going to suggest for a second that we do a show with Jerry that building his own cabin. Yeah, you'll get me up there. Maria, up in Alaska. It's called let's Just pray, Jerry. Maria. <laughs> no, the limo can't get up the mountain. Are you? Let's pray real hard that Judge Jerry is a really big success. Yeah. Because that's our shot. Yeah. That's our only shot to get up there, but that would be cool. But, you know, if it's a really big success. Yeah, then what? Yes, let's assume it's a really big success. Then what? I will pay for you guys to go. You won't go? When you, when they are, we discussed this last week, and I want to now get you on the record, Maria Corelli. Yeah. When he, his head is going on Mount Rushmore. I, I, that's how I'm looking at it. It's going on Mount Rushmore. Okay. And when it goes there, the artisans, the chiselers, they have to look at him to know how to cut the face, the profile, etc. So he's got to be on the mountain in a harness. <laughs> So they can swing over and look at that eye yeah. and then swing back over and do some chiseling. I am not. Checks out, yeah. So will you be his second? Will you go up there with him? <laughs> yeah, sure. This is the stupidest idea. <laughs> hey, do you want your face on Mount Rushmore no. or not? Yes, yes, yes. You do. Yes. Okay, it's so. Good, good promo. I gonna, heard someone say, happen. get your butt up there. <laughs> yeah, I right, yeah. get your face up there. <laughs> Yeah, no, hey, I'm not going on Mount Rushmore. Well, we'll talk about that more as time passes, but we just unless, don't... Unless they have a mountain for great judges. Oh, See, well... See, that's presidents. Well... Start a new... I think here in Ludlow, we yes. ought to have... A, find a hill in Ludlow. A yes. teeny little hill. And build yeah. into the side of the hill. Great... Ju right. Great judges of Ludlow. And I'll agree to be one of the four. And we have a good judge here that... As, as you're beginning to make sense, but... Uh, no is the answer. The answer is no. <laughs> no. <That's laughs> hey, you know the saying, go big or go home? Yeah. Well, we're I'm going big. To we're go going home. for Russia. No, <laughs> <prepared. laughs> yeah, we're going I'm for Russia. So, um, Nancy Pelosi, this week, again, we're recording this on the 12th of March. Yep. She said this week, when pushed by a uh, reporter about impeachment, 
she's trying to put the lid on that. She's, no, we're not, we're not going there. Uh, Donald Trump isn't worth it, and it would just divide this country. What, were your, what did you think when you heard that? Well, I, I kind of agree with her. Um, they, clearly, they clearly have the votes for impeachment um, now that it's a Democratic Congress. And, but the impeachment is just like the indictment. And then there's a trial before the Senate, and as we've said before, in order to get him removed from office, there has to be two, two-thirds of the Senate has to vote to remove him. And with the Republicans having a 52, 48, or 49 edge in the Senate, um, there's no way that you're going to get two-thirds of the Senate at this point to vote for removal. So it would be incredibly divisive for our country if we go through the process of impeachment and then lose. And, uh, and also you add to that that by the time that was all finished, it's up to the next election anyway. So there's probably a, an easier way to get him removed from office through an election, and that, will, that won't split the country so horribly as impeachment would. And, and I've always thought that except in extreme circumstances, you don't want to use impeachment as another way to get your guy or woman into the presidency. In other words, it should not be that kind of a political tool because it invalidates what the whole electoral process is about. You know, we go through the whole process of an election, and then as soon as the election's over, the other, the losing side starts to come up with some reason why there ought to be impeachment. So I don't think that's healthy for the country, although I clearly see their reasons to have Trump removed because he is so horrible for the presidency and for our country. Okay. Having said that, you know, hopefully he gets removed in 2020. But here is something we, we have to look at. The way to remove a president other than the election is I'm not saying that if there's evidence, he shouldn't be indicted. So the Southern District uh, of New York that doesn't have the policy towards indictments that a president can't be indicted, they may very well indict him, and then we have a trial, and that is a legitimate legal process to remove him. Or the other way that he can get removed is when the Mueller report comes out, and if the Mueller report is so overwhelming with the evidence they've come up with that even Republicans, just as it was in 1974 with Nixon, Republicans weren't ready to remove um, Nixon until they heard the tapes, and then overnight, both parties agreed Nixon had to go. So maybe Mueller report, the Mueller's report will, will have that evidence. So those are the two ways to remove the president ahead of time, ahead of the election, was either an indictment or overwhelming Mueller evidence that you could, in fact, get a verdict from the impeachment that uh, the Senate voting two-thirds to get rid of him. But, as we all know, the problem is the, we may not see the report. Now, I'm just, I'm just getting to be Judge Jerry. Let's imagine for a moment that I'm sitting on the Supreme Court. So I'm going to now give my 
legal theory about why the Congress must see the report and the policies of the Justice Department make no sense. The Justice Department has two conflicting theories or rules. The one rule is as policy, not because it's the law. As policy, they say we cannot indict a president. The second policy is we don't issue any report on someone who is not indicted. Those two policies together make no sense because if you know that you can't issue a report on someone you don't indict and you also know that you can't indict the president, then why have we had the investigation for two years knowing that whatever you come up with, you can't publish? Whatever you come up with, you can't give to anybody that the Attorney General Barr can sit on it. These are two policies that together make no sense. On the other hand, then those who support the idea of keeping the report quiet will say, well, the only thing that the Constitution speaks to, the only remedy for um, dealing with a president that breaks the law is impeachment. And that's for Congress to do. If the Justice Department can't indict a president, then the remedy, which everybody says, is then you have to go through the political process of impeachment. But if you're not going to permit the Congress to see the report, then you're not permitting Congress to have the evidence that they need to have an impeachment trial. So I would think the Supreme Court would ultimately have to rule, and they will have to rule on this, because what's going to happen, Congress is now asking, asking for the re report, whatever the Justice Department already has. And once the report is issued, they're going to ask for that report. And if Barr doesn't give it to them, they're going to subpoena to get the report. And that's going to be taken to the court. I believe the Supreme Court will hear it almost immediately because it has to be rushed through because it's so critical to the country. So we'll get a quick decision. I don't see how the Supreme Court can say under any theory that the Congress doesn't have the right to see the report. Because either you believe that a president can be indicted or you believe that he can't be indicted because that's something that only the Congress can do, but then you can't step in the way of Congress doing its job. So therefore, we have to see the report. And I do believe the entire country, there'll be such an outrage if after two years of this, the millions of dollars that have been spent, all the guilty pleas, all the trials so far, all the, the division it has caused in this country, it's not believable that people are just going to sit back and say, okay, we never have to see it. So I think in the end we win. But in the end, it'll be the Supreme Court ultimately that will enforce Mueller's report going to the Congress. And then let the chips fall where they may. Maybe there is not enough evidence to get rid of the president. Well, if there's not enough evidence, then 
that's not the way we do it. And if we don't like the way the president's been behaving or those policies or whatever, you vote him out in 2020. But if there is a crime that he has committed that is worthy of him being removed from office, then the Congress and the people have every right to see it. And there is no legal theory that the court could come up with which would ban the Congress from seeing the evidence of because any other decision means that the court is ruling that the president is above the law, that the court is ruling that we have an authoritarian government, that even when there's evidence of high crime and misdemeanors, we can keep that evidence from the Congress and the Senate that has to enforce that. We can't permit that to happen. Court dismissed. <laughs> All right, folks. We've had musicians on this podcast before, but never before have we had a comedian. Um, I want to go ahead and welcome up to the microphone uh, Cincinnati's very own Zach Wyka. Hey, hey okay. thank you guys so much. This is so much fun. I've never seen this many old people that don't like Donald Trump. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> This is fun. I feel like I'm at like Thanksgiving dinner, but it's woke. It's cool. Um, <laughs> this is fun. Uh, so guys, a little bit about me. I'm a big fan of the Lord. Anybody? All right. I'll see this one guy in heaven. That'll be neat. Uh, yeah, it's true. I, like, if you don't like Jesus, like that's totally cool. Like I'm going to keep things real relatable right up top. So you guys know when you be doing communion, you know, and it feels like you get the body of Christ like stuck in your teeth. Like oh, it's so annoying, you know, because you can't go in after with a toothpick because it's like he's getting put on the cross again, you know, so, uh, <laughs> It's terrible. I, uh, I did grow up in a super churchy home. This is true. My parents were in a small southern gospel group known as the Heavenbound Singers, which I always thought was kind of a cocky name. You know, like, <laughs> you guys don't get to make that call. You know, it was just a bunch of, like, old white people singing, like, country songs about Jesus. It's like if Cracker Barrel had a house band. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Until I was 12, I'd never heard what you might call, like, secular music. And I don't know if you guys know what secular means. It just means, like, good. <laughs> Yeah, good time. In other words, growing up, I never would have been allowed to watch Jerry's show. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was fun for me. I, uh, <laughs> um, I don't have a lot of like Christian friends. Uh, this is true. My best friend is black. Hold your applause. Um, yeah. I like won't have to go to sleep tonight because I'm like so woke. But uh, <laughs> he likes Jesus. He was trying to tell me that he thinks that Jesus was black, which like I always thought, I don't know about that because... Uh, kind of makes sense because uh, I've been waiting on him for a while, you know? <laughs> like, it's been like 2,000 years, man. Like, come on, you know? Like that, Andy died for something he didn't do. Like, what's more black than that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun when people laugh at that because when they do not, it is weird. Uh, <laughs> who am I? Papa John? Up here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I try to date Christian people. Uh, my uh, I, Christian people, uh, ladies, because they have to be. Uh, I was... <laughs> I went on a Christian first date not too long ago. Uh, this is, we did the hottest thing you can do on a Christian first date. Anybody know what that is? Set boundaries. You nailed it. Set boundaries. Uh, yeah. That's Christian first base. Uh, second base is being in the same Bible study. Third base is uh, side hugs. And side fourth base is just 17 kids. There's no in between. Uh, yeah, we had a lot to talk about. You know, like, what's your favorite Kirk Cameron movie? And... Uh, 
best part was I didn't even have to walk her home at the end because her parents were there the whole time. So <laughs> that was great. It was a good time. I, uh, here's another fun fact about me. I'm also a probation officer. That is true. I'm a Christian and a probation officer. So I guess I just love telling people how to live their life. You know. <laughs> I thought, how can I make judging people a profession? And then I went and did it. Uh, Jerry, I hear you're hiring. Um, <laughs> that's cool. It is kind of weird that I'm a probation officer because I'm like, I don't know, cute, you know? <laughs> it's, like, it's like a human veggie tail telling you what to do. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. I look like I would go into court and people would ask me, like, Zach, what's your favorite part about going to court? I'd be like, I don't know, recess? Like, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a very silly joke. <laughs> yeah. I try to be like a fun, like a fun PO. You know, like I come up with like fun and creative ways to like tell you you're going to prison. You know, like yeah. people come into my office and I have it like spelled out on a cake and like cocaine. Like it's funny because they can't use it. You know? Yeah. It's fun for me. Yeah. I teach a class on how to tell grown men how to not smoke weed, but I started at 420. I'm fun, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Um, this is true. So I have to like go give recommendations on sentencing. And uh, this happened in a real life courtroom not too long ago. A uh, pr- prosecutor just got done saying what he was going to say. And the judge said, all right, Mr. Wyckoff, we've heard from the prosecution. Now what would you have to say? And I got like super nervous and I like stumbled over my words. And I was like, honestly, Your Honor, uh, I think I'm just going to have to agree with the prostitution. Oh no Because I don't know if you guys have heard Any of the things I've said so far But I'm not like real on board with prostitution Um, For two reasons Like one, like I don't think Anybody should have sex And (laughs) Two, like biblically I don't know how I feel about the idea of a woman having a job So (laughs) Thank you guys so much I'm Zach Wyckoff You guys are incredible That was good. Hey, uh, we always end with yeah. Down by the Riverside. So, should I just. Well, get Maria, up? why don't you. Do you yeah. have your guitar with you by any chance? I do. Like, just happen to have it. Why don't you. I brought, I brought it. Would you be willing to join Zach for the same pay that you get to do the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Is that okay, Zach? Can I come up and join you? I mean, there's this guitar here. It'd be weird if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maria Corelli yeah. and Zach Wyckoff. <laughs> Down by the riverside. A good Christian song, I might say. <laughs> oh, she's a woman. You'll have to think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. i
Para a 